Hello and welcome to this special edition of Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Today we will be replaying some of our best interviews and music from our archives. We'll be hearing from singer songwriter Mark Mallet. He's been our guest several times on Salt and Light Radio, and so we will be hearing a few of those conversations, in particular his reflection on the song he wrote for John Paul II, Song for Carol, and that will come later. We begin, though, as we do always, with an opening commentary from January 2009. Many welcome a U.S. president who may make the United States a bit more like Canada. Seriously, think about it. Bringing in a more Canadian-style healthcare, a more Canadian-style foreign policy, making friends with the Arab world, closing Guantanamo Bay. See, it's all very Canadian. It's good stuff, but not everyone is happy. The change Mr. Obama has promised already included lifting the ban on American aid to organizations that perform or promote abortions in the third world. He also has promised to sign the new Freedom of Choice Act, which will remove all limitations to abortion across the country. Parents would no longer need to give consent for their teenage daughters to have abortions. They won't even have to know. Partial birth abortion would come back, and the victims of unborn violence and the Born Alive Acts would be struck down. Perhaps it's true. In more ways than one, the United States of America, under President Obama, will look a lot like Canada. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light Radio. That was an opening commentary from January 2009. It would be interesting to know what you think of Obama's presidency so far. Send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. Mark Mallett started out in television. He was a reporter, host, and producer, and then had a profound sense that God wanted him out of that and into something a little bit more risky. That was almost 10 years ago. Since then, Mark has been touring extensively throughout North America and abroad, giving parish missions, nights of adoration, concerts and speaking, and ministering at retreats, conferences, and Catholic schools. Last year, he had the privilege of singing at the Vatican and presenting his music to Pope Benedict XVI. He will join me shortly. Here is his song, Faustina's Song, from his Divine Mercy Chaplet album.
trust in you Jesus I trust in you Jesus I trust in you Mark Mallett's Faustina's Song. Before the United States election, Mark put a video on YouTube where he held his 10-day-old son Bradley, expressing his concern about Catholics voting for President Obama. He was also a speaker at the Humanae Vitae conference, which took place recently in Toronto. Mark now joins me on the phone from his home in Bruno, Saskatchewan. Hello, Mark. Hello, Pedro. Okay, Mark, just before we, uh, we go on, congratulations on the birth of your new little one, Bradley Gabriel. Yeah, thank you. This is number eight for us. It's number eight. Number eight in the baby countdown. Well, we had three girls, and then this is our fifth boy. That's great. That's great. It's, I'm, I'm always impressed by you and Leah. Um, that's, that's all very good. And you're still doing your music and, and evangelizing, and, and that's, you're able to feed all, all those kids. By the grace of God, yeah, it's, I think that's, uh, that's a miracle in itself that uh, we're able to do full-time ministry the past eight years and uh, still do what we're doing, still able to, to do this ministry. So, you know, and the Lord has really provided, but, uh, you know, we, He always leaves us in a position where we have to trust in Him constantly, and, and uh, that's been hard for me, but, um, but I'm learning that uh, our Father really does take care of us. So that, that, that's, <laughs> that's so true. And, and uh, um, Mark, we were just talking in the program uh, about the, the recent U.S. elections 
and all that. And I know that you were quite involved. There was a, a video on YouTube that was uh, floating around uh, with you and Bradley, actually. Um, why was it important for you to send out that message? Well, you know, what, um, well, often what happens down in America really does affect Canada. But n nonetheless, I think, you know, what we can, we can share from here in Canada is that when you, you erase the abortion laws, uh, completely, uh, your country moves closer and closer to infanticide, and I mean, really, really, it is infanticide in the womb. But yeah, um, yeah, I did this video just to basically you know, warn the Americans: look, if you're going to elect a president like uh, Obama, you are going to have a president who's going to remove all your abortion laws. And uh, I was holding my baby during the video and saying, mm -hmm. you know, here in Canada, 11 days ago. My baby was born 10 days ago, but 11 days ago, it was, it was legal to abort him. Yeah. And this will come to your country, too, if you elect Obama, and yeah. you can't do that. No. Particularly as a Catholic, in good conscience, you cannot vote for a president who is pro-abortion, and this, this guy down there is, uh, is, pro -abortion, is, is as pro-abortion as it gets. Right. And, I mean, I'm delighted. I'm delighted for the, especially for the black Americans. That, yeah. You know, I think it's a tremendous healing for their country. But what a terrible irony it is that mm -hmm. while this man is kind of a symbol of, of a, the end of a, of a bad era of human rights, he's now going to usher in an even more, more horrific era of human rights violations than that of the unborn. Right. It's interesting to me that no matter how uh, it seems that the secular media and politicians, and everybody seems, at least here in Canada, try to ignore the, the abortion issue, the, the euthanasia question, um, it seems to be coming out no matter what here and there and everywhere and in particular uh, I was very excited with the Humana Vitae conference uh, that took place in Toronto. For, for, for our listeners who were not able to uh, participate in the conference or who didn't know about it, can you uh, maybe share with us a little bit about what your testimony was and why it was important for you to participate in that conference? Well, I, I'll, I think it's important because um, I, I personally believe Humani Vitae was uh, not just a, another teaching from the Church, uh, another document on human sexuality. I believe it, it is a milestone in the history of the world. I, and this sounds dramatic, but I believe that what Pope Paul VI gave us was a test from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Humani Vitae, was a, our response to it, I think, is, is basically determining where the future of our country, where the future of our world is going. Uh, the embrace of Humanae Vitae was to embrace a culture of life. To reject it, as it mostly has been, has been to embrace a culture of death. And, you know, I believe we're, we're living in extraordinary times since that. And that was 40 years ago Humanae mm -hmm. Vitae came out. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you, rings of the, uh, you think of the office, you know, God said to the Israelites, you wandered in the desert for 40 years, yeah. you know, and... And we've been wandering in that desert, and you know I think the Lord's going to provide a great moment of mercy, and and I think uh, to wake us up. Um, but what what I'm praying, and I think what I'm hoping, is that this wake up call doesn't come as a result of sowing what we have been uh, reaping. Mm. Sorry, what we've been sowing for the last forty years right. in a culture of death. Well, it's interesting that sometimes that's about how long it takes. I mean, for for something as profound as humana vitae to really kind of seep down and take root. Um, do you have a sense, I mean, I, I, I think of pro-life uh, Catholics, at least here in Canada, evangelizing people with the pro-life message, and, and you're almost at the top of the list there for me. But, and not that your, your, uh, your mission or your vision in terms of what you do for a living ha has changed since you started doing ministry, but do you find that 
you have a more uh, maybe uh, fine focus looking at this whole issue of life and the dignity of life now than you did maybe 10 years ago? Yeah, I think, I think so, Pedro. And I think the reason is, is precisely what I'm saying is, is that I think the Lord has been patient with us. I think he has been merciful. But I think what the Lord is saying now is, you know, you, this is a holocaust of, of uh, major proportions. Perhaps there's no other holocaust in the world. It's the most vulnerable. It's in the womb. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a relatively short time. And I think what the Lord is saying is, my, my people, my children, you, you, you have to defend, you know, whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers, so you do unto me. I mean, so we're, we're really in some ways re-crucifying the Lord all over again in the womb. Mm. And I think the Lord is saying the time is up. And so I think there's been an urgency that many of us are feeling throughout all of the world who are, are in tune with what God is saying in the Holy Spirit, and this, this just comes through prayer and listening to the Lord and being humble before Him. And, and, and the Lord will speak, and He'll say, look, this is the issue. This is the big issue. How can... I mean, it's life. Yeah. And uh, if, if life isn't the most central issue in our world today, in the Church today, in our elections today, then what, what is? Is it the economy? Is it our lifestyles? I mean, this is how we're voting today in Canada and the U.S., and, yeah. and uh, this is tragic. And, uh, you know, I really fear the words of Mother Teresa, which she said, you know, the fruit of abortion is nuclear war. It's well, a, God forbid yeah. this ever happen, but we are foolish if we think we can continue to sow in, in death and not reap it. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people just don't understand that statement from Mother Teresa. It, it's, uh, it's something to, uh, to think about. Last time you and I spoke, you were here in, the, in our studio for Catholic Focus, and you told me that you had been thinking about or that praying and as God was putting in your heart to move into the a new direction, a television direction, is that uh, that's something that's coming coming together, isn't it? It is, and uh, you know the name. Is, I mean, what, what we're talking about right now is is very difficult and it's even dark. But um, but that's not the final word. The final word is hope, and so yeah. the name of our show is called Embracing Hope. Uh-huh. And, you know, Pope John Paul spoke about humanity crossing the threshold of hope. He spoke about a new springtime. Well, really what we're talking about, Pedro, is we're now heading into the dead of winter for this era. Yeah. And, but after this era, after this winter comes a springtime, and a time, I think, of, of great healing and renewal for the earth. I think when the Church will be simplified, it'll be uh, smaller, it'll be purified. Um, Pope Benedict spoke about this uh, many, many years ago, and... I think that's where we're headed, and we want people to know there's hope, that death is not the final word. Uh, Christ is the final word. Jesus is the final word. And Jesus is going, he is the king, and he's won the victory over death. And now it's just a matter of that victory being applied uh, more and more here on earth, uh, to the point, I think, where the Eucharist will become the center of, uh, of the entire world. Um, and I think that's a time that's coming. I think it's a time that's our Blessed Mother has been appearing and preparing us for for two centuries, and uh, I think there's much hope. And we still have to speak the truth and, and stand up for the unborn and for our, all injustices today. But um, there is hope coming, and uh, we need to keep our eyes fixed on that hope. So um, Embracing Hope is going to be uh, an online television program that you're producing. That's right. That's right. And I'll have a co-host with me, a missionary from Western Canada. Okay. And we're going to speak about these current issues. We're going to uh, tackle these things head on because people know there's great changes happening in our world today. And we're going to talk about these things, but also in the context of hope, in the context of our Catholic faith, and how to respond in these times um, so it's a uh, 
thoroughly orthodox and faithful, repeating the words of our Holy Fathers and the Catechism. And it's kind of a contemporary show to keep Catholics rooted in our times as, as they watch the headlines unfold before them. That's very, very exciting. So if people want to learn more or if, if they want to watch the show when it's ready, do they go to your website? We're going to have a website coming up called Embracing TV. Uh, okay. Sorry, embracinghope.tv. Okay. Embracinghope.tv. Um, my other website, markmallet.com, will have information as well. Okay, that, that is, that is uh, something to look, look forward to. Embracinghope.tv, when it's ready, we'll let uh, our listeners, uh, we'll remind them that they can go uh, check it out. And if you want more information on uh, Mark Mallet or to listen to his music, we've been playing some of your, your songs today, Mark. Um, they can visit your website, markmallet.com. Uh, Mark also has, uh, and I get your emails um, at least once a week, sometimes more often, uh, with some profound messages and lo lots of stuff to think and pray, think about and pray with. So thank you so much for that, Mark, and for all that you do. Thank you, Pedro. Um, it's been great, great talking to you, Mark Mallet, uh, sing singer, songwriter, evangelizer, and now a TV again TV host and producer. He uh, spoke to us from his home in Bruno, Saskatchewan. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel. Sirius 159 and XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara. Man, you just heard a conversation with Mark Mallet that first aired in January 2009. Here now is Mark's song, Ode to Mary. When I was born many years ago you were there to greet my cry Fruit of my mother's womb You became the mother of my life I was baptized beneath your eyes With the Father, Spirit, and your Son Full of grace Turn my face Oh, your work had just begun Hail Mary Hail Mary Mary, mother to me Hail Mary Hail Mary You are the queen of my I confess Haven't been the best Despite that you've been true You pray for sinners You pray for me Yes, the Lord must be Haven't always seen Nor understood your role in eternity But of all the saints And all the souls Home and blessed be
I'll be at the end of death I'll be on my way To be with Jesus evermore And with Him I will say That was Mark Mallet with his song, Ode to Mary. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. This is a special edition of Salt and Light Radio. We'll be hearing again from Mark Mallet about his webcast, Embracing Hope TV, in a little bit. But here now is an opening commentary from March 2010. Just as we think that the sex abuse scandals from Ireland are being dealt with, new allegations of abuse have now surfaced in Germany. These ones were immediately picked up by news agencies around the world because they implicate George Ratzinger, brother to Pope Benedict XVI, who was head of the Regensburger Domspatzen Choir for 30 years. The allegations come from a man who lived in the boarding school which is associated with the choir. The Pope's brother denies knowing anything about any sexual abuse. Of course, critics now are claiming that it's the Pope's brother and that the Pope himself was Archbishop of Munich at the time and therefore there must be a conspiracy, a cover-up, that the Pope himself is implicated. You know, the sex abuse by clergy is sick. It's horrible and vile and it needs to stop. The abuse that happened in the past needs to be dealt with and it's not acceptable to deny it. Priests who commit crimes need to pay for their crimes. But there is no cover-up and there is no conspiracy. We also must remember that we're talking about another time. Everyone my age was subject to some form of corporal punishment by parents and even teachers. That was normal in those days. That was the accepted form of discipline. I don't think it was the best form of discipline. But I don't think we can turn around 30 or 50 years later and say that it was abuse. It may have been. That's the way things were. Now, let's be clear. I'm not speaking about sexual abuse. I'm speaking about corporal punishment. When I was in elementary school, we had a teacher who hit students. This was around the time when adults were realizing that this maybe was not the best way to go. But there were some parents who agreed with the teacher. That's how they were brought up. Eventually, it stopped or she retired, I don't know what came first. And now, hitting is not allowed in that school. So we've grown up, and we've moved on. So let's put all of this in perspective.
crimes need to be addressed, but calling everything abuse may not be entirely accurate. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light Radio. That opening commentary first aired in March 2010. This is a special edition of Salt and Light Radio, heard on the Catholic Channel and on the internet at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is Mark Mallet with another song. This one is titled, All That I Ever Need. You're all that 
love you, Lord. You're all that I'll ever need. That was Mark Mallet's song, All That I Ever Need. You're listening to a special Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Our email address is radio at saltandlighttv.org. And our blog is at saltandlighttv.org slash blog. Coming up is Mark Mallet's Ode to John Paul II. So don't go anywhere. What's up, everybody? This is Father Stan Fortuna, and you are listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. Peace and blessings. If you've been with us since the beginning you would be familiar with Mark Mallet, a singer-songwriter who, to my knowledge, is one of the few Canadians who actually make a living from their ministry, and trust me, it's not easy. Last time Mark was on Salt and Light Radio, we spoke about a new ministry he was beginning, a video webcast called Embracing Hope TV. Well, Mark has now been doing Embracing Hope for several months, and he joins us now on the phone to tell us more about it. Welcome back to Salt and Light Radio, Mark. Thanks, Pedro. I, I have to laugh. I was listening to your introduction just now, and, and uh, we just bought a milk cow, just to, you know, 20 minutes before this interview. <laughs> and so I don't know if we're really making a living, that, but that's at least why. the cow's going to make some milk for us. That's how you can afford to make a living from your ministry, because right, you have your right. own cow. <laughs> I, I should have said that you live in Bruno, Saskatchewan. Actually, no, we live, uh, we, oh. we, we live uh, far away from there on a, on a small farm. About uh, near the Alberta border. Okay, so I'm com- completely. All my sources are wrong. Didn't did you used to live in Bruno, Saskatchewan? Uh, we did. We did. Oh, okay, uh, so I'm not completely. For a couple of years, we did, and uh, we've moved from there to a, a small little farm where we can try and make make a living, uh, uh, grow our own food, and maybe have some chickens. We've got a milk cow, and uh, we've got a big wow. garden plot, and uh, trying to feed these eight kids of ours somehow. Somehow, and at the same time, you're doing. <laughs> you have your own studio, and you're doing a, a webcast. Yes, one of one of the buildings here, one of the shop buildings. I converted a space in it, and uh, we turned it into a studio. And so now I have a, a weekly webcast. That's right, embracing hope. Okay, we've been, TV. Uh, Mark, th- uh, throughout the show, we've been talking about uh, social communications because, as you know, probably Pope Benedict released the message for the forty fourth uh, day on uh, world communications uh, last Friday. Right. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. But he's ma- mainly exhorting priests to use the new technology to evangelize. And this is something that you've been doing for a long time. In fact, I, uh, uh, I, I noticed that your main page on your markmallet.com has a little quote that says, to your mission is to re-evangelize the church using new methods and new means. Right? That's, that's your website. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. That, those were words from, um, from Pope John Paul II, who, who called the church to use new means and new methods in the new evangelization. And, uh, in fact... Um, even before the Pope, uh, Pope Benedict XVI, uh, last Friday, made this statement regarding priests uh, last year in yeah. May, uh, he said, uh, and I quote, he said, Young people in particular, I appeal to you, bear witness to your faith through the digital world. Employ these new technologies to make the gospel known so that the good news of God's infinite love for all people will resound in new ways across our increasingly technological world. Okay. And so when I heard, you know, I have to tell you, 
that was the week that I launched my webcast, and it was like two days. It was like the day, I think, that I launched that webcast. This quote came up in my so that email. Was your confirmation and I just thought, wow, what a confirmation! Yeah. Now, but I mean, you're not new to doing using technology or new new, new means. I mean, even your music ten years ago was using technology in in a way. That's right. To, yeah. To evangelize. That's right, and you know now we've taken a step forward in in. Uh, you know, I've reduced my touring across North America, um, mm-hmm. you know, simply because, you know, we're living in a world right now where people are staying at home. Right. Uh, people aren't coming out. Um, and the church, of course, uh, the, the urgency is that uh, the church is becoming less and less relevant to people. And so, you know, I, after one of my tours last year, I just looked at my wife and I said, you know, there's got to be a way to reach more people than 40 or 50 people, you mm-hmm. know, traveling across the country. You know, I think it's time now to launch this this webcast, and, and that's what we did. Yeah, and that's the beauty of mass media, that you can reach the masses. Hopefully, um, yeah. You're not saying that the church is not relevant if it's not involved in evangelizing through new means? Um, I, no, the church is always relevant at all times. But I think the Holy Fathers recognize that, um, I mean, just as the apostles, you know, since such as St. Paul, you know, he, he got on, the sh- on a ship, and uh, in stormy seas and did whatever he could to Mm -hmm. go where he had to go to reach the people with the gospel. And it's that kind of zeal that we need today. And we just need to realize that uh, we we have to go where the people are, and we need to be... have apostolic zeal and when we, we take up our, our mission, whatever that mission may be, and go to where the people are. And if the people are, are not coming to the church, well, we need to find out where they're coming. Yeah, where they and out. hopefully when we reach them, they'll start coming back to the church because she is relevant. She's more relevant than she's ever been. Now, you've been doing your blog. or your It's kind of a blog, the, the messages that go out, the, the written messages, for several years now. And so in a way, Embracing Hope TV is a, is a similar it's a similar venture, except it's a different format. Are you are you finding that you needed to switch formats in order to reach a different uh, group of people, or to reach more people? Or I think, um, to be honest with you, Pedro, I felt the Lord inspired me to do the webcast, and, and I'm doing it more so because I, I felt this was what the Lord wanted me to do, mm-hmm. rather than uh, you know suggesting that the in fact the writings have been tremendously effective and still are. I mean, yeah. it's reaching thousands of people across the world today, and I mean, that's that's wonderful. But yeah, there is a, a new way to reach people, and that's through the medium of, of the um, of vi- video. And, yeah. and of course, YouTube and Vimeo and all these websites mm-hmm. are a testament to how popular video is. Um, but I have to say, I'm not using it quite the way that uh, many people are today, where, you know, they'll put on a two, three-minute clip, and it's very effective to get people to watch it because their their time is short. But, yeah. you know, I just finished doing my testimony and ended up being an hour-long video. So right. I'm hoping that, you know, to trying to offer people that medium but still give them some depth um, to it rather than just a quick, you know, headline. Um, right, because the, uh, the media, the, the, the medium sometimes uh, encourages you or, or is, is focused on... Doesn't allow you to go too much in depth is what I'm what I'm thinking. That That's the right. Television, visual media, sometimes uh, it's 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 good to giving you giving you a foretaste or inviting you, but not to giving giving you a lot of substance. Um, just a note for anyone that might be uh, just tuning in right now. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. My name is Pedro, and we're speaking uh, with our featured artist of the week, Mark Mallet, about his webcast 
uh, embracing hope. Um, Mark, your webcast again another quote right on the on the main page of embracing hope um we cannot hide the fact that many threatening clouds are gathering in the horizon this is a quote from benedict right yes Pope benedict. um we must not however lose heart rather we must keep the flame of hope alive in our hearts and i guess that's where where we're embracing hope because we mustn't lose heart but i, I sometimes get the sense uh, maybe it's just me i don't know if you've gotten comments from your from your listeners and from your readers that people get hung up on the threatening clouds and 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 uh, that, that they get might get the impression that what you're doing is is more fear mongering maybe not fear mongering might not be the right word but you know what i mean that it's uh, it's all this apocalyptic stuff and 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 we need to stock up and save up and and grow our own food because the end times are coming um, what do you say to those people well I, you know the truth sets us free and um, part of the truth an aspect of truth is reality. And so, you know, we can pr- try and pretend that the world is not slipping away from, from, uh, from being Christ-centered. We can try and pretend that there's not an apostasy in the church. We can mm-hmm. try and pretend that the young people haven't left the church. We can try and pretend that abortion is still, you know, uh, is, is something that's just, you know, not a big problem. Uh, we can go on and on and list all kinds of things, that marriage is really not under attack and and that the culture is really not under attack. And, you know, we can pretend these things and just say, you know what, the, these are challenges in our generation. Every generation has its challenges. Mm-hmm. And, or we can look at the reality of what, you know, and this is what I'm doing through my webcast, through my writing, and through my new book, The Final Confrontation, right. is I'm pointing to what are the Holy Fathers saying? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Pope Benedict released a letter to all the bishops of the world in March last year, and he said the real problem at this moment of our history is that God is disappearing from the human horizon, and with the dimming of the light which comes from God, humanity is losing its bearings with increasingly evident destructive effects. Right. And so what my show is doing is not focusing on the darkness, but what we do is we, we're, we're confronting the reality that's there. And, you know, the overwhelming 99% of the letters and, uh, that I receive, and not all of them from people who are, you know, this apocalyptic men, but yeah. people who are searching for answers today right. stumble across my website and go, you know what, I, I've read your website, I read, and some of the stuff I read is scary, mm-hmm. um, but it's giving me hope. And that's the real key today, is not to deny the elements, even the apocalyptic elements, because the Holy Fathers are saying it. I mean, Pope Paul VI said, he said, I, I, I'm reading gospel passages from, from Luca regarding the end times, and I, I confess that signs of the end are emerging. Right. Uh, Pope Pius X said he thought the Antichrist might already be on earth. Pope John Paul II, which I took the title of my book from, mm-hmm. said the Church is facing the final confrontation between the Church and the Antichurch, the Gospel and the Antigospel. And Pedro, we're, we, we do no good to the Church to bury our heads in the sand and pretend there's nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Neither is it any good for us to go, for there to be the other extreme, where people run around screaming that the sky is going to fall and it's the end of the world tomorrow. There needs to be a clear-headed, intellectual, prayerful, and balanced examination of the signs of the times. And I'm hoping to achieve that. And I do that, I hope, by drawing in what the Holy Fathers are saying, drawing in the the words of our early Church Fathers, the Catechism, and the approved apparitions of our Blessed Mother. And when you draw all these links together, listen, Pedro, whether your viewers agree with me or not, we are living in extraordinary times. Mm-hmm. 
And the message of my website is consistently, it's time for us to prepare in the church because there are great changes on the horizon in the world. God is not sending his blessed mother to us for us to have, have tea with her. Right. He's sending mom to us to warn us and call us back to her son. Yeah. And the message of Fatima is more relevant than ever today. It was a message of warning. And she said if, if, if Russia wasn't consecrated to her immaculate heart, we would see the era of communism beginning to spread through the world. Yeah, true, Mark. I, I, That's I, what we're seeing. Yeah, I think that what you were just saying certainly resonates with me and will resonate with a lot of our listeners. I, uh, one, one of the things that I like about what you do is that it's, it's exactly that. It is hopeful that there's something about the way you present it, and I think it's because you're focusing on the truth and, and, and you're not just judge being judgmental and, and telling people that they're going to all burn in hell, um, that, that it is hopeful and that, that, in fact, people are able to embrace hope um, through the program. Um, we have to leave it there, but uh, uh, I encourage our listeners to visit the website, embracinghope.tv, uh, markmallet.com, and uh and and read a bit more and listen to what you're doing because uh you're doing good work and and you have your own milk cow <laughs> <laughs> and th- just that is is yeah you know what i'm i'm moving in with you that's it well, let me just throw one last comment to you very quickly <laughs> yeah and that's that the very heart the very center of my ministry is divine mercy it's to bring people the message of divine mercy which is and this is what Jesus promised. He said to St. Margaret Mary in the last times he would make a final effort to make his sacred heart known, and that's the message of his mercy and his love. And that's the hope that people have, that despite what's going on in the world and despite what's happening in my own personal life, Mm -hmm. God will not reject me. Amen. Great way to end. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, uh, Pedro, and God bless you and salt and light and everybody there and the work you're doing. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Mark Mallett, uh, singer, songwriter, and host of the video webcast Embracing Hope. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, you can find that webcast at embracinghope.tv. Now, you heard what Mark has to say, and now we want to hear what you have to say. So remember, you can always write to us at radio at saltandlighttv.org. Here now is Mark with his song, Love Live in Me, from his album, Let the World Know. If I speak in angelic tongues... Have the gift of prophecy Comprehend all mysteries But have not love I have nothing If I have faith to move mountains Give away everything I own Even my body to be burned But have not love I am nothing So love live in me I am weak Oh but love You are strong So love live in me Self must die and love live in me. If I call to him, I 
night and day Sacrifice all and fast and pray Here I am, Lord, here is my praise But have not love, I have nothing If I'm admired from sea to sea Leave a name and a legacy Man, this is a special edition of Salt and Light Radio. That was Mark Mallet with his song "Love Live in Me," and that conversation with Mark first aired in January 2010. Here now is an opening commentary from April 2010. I was watching a news program the other day that featured a question-and-answer session with an archbishop. It was a great segment and a good way to tackle some of the issues that the church is facing. One of the people asked the archbishop why the church didn't address the issue at its root and allow priests to marry, of course, implying that pedophilia is a consequence of celibacy. Okay, this makes absolutely no sense. How can people think that? For the last year, I've had a gentleman who emails me complaining about the church, and one of his complaints is about compulsory celibacy. He also believes that celibacy leads priests to sexually abuse children. Now let me make this very clear, just in case any of you are thinking along the same lines. I know a lot of people who are celibate because they are single or because they've chosen that for themselves. In fact, as a deacon, once I am ordained, if my wife dies, I am not allowed to remarry. That is one of the things that I will agree to. So, I will be a celibate. Does that mean that I will turn into a pedophile? Are any of your single celibate friends pedophiles? Of course not. If a priest who has a healthy sexuality and is emotionally and psychologically stable wants to have sex, 
he can leave the priesthood and get married or have an affair. There is no connection between celibacy and pedophilia. And as far as celibacy being compulsory, no one is forcing a priest to stay celibate. Let me say it again. If they can't handle being celibates, they can leave the priesthood and get married. So please, don't go around talking nonsense. I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light Radio. That was an opening commentary from April 2010. That's what I thought then, and that is what I still believe. But I'm curious to know what you think. Send me an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. Here now is Mark Mallet with his song, Sanctus. Holy, 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 God of power. Heaven and the earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Is he who comes in the name of the Lord? Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the was Mark Mallet with his song Sanctus. Coming up, Mark Mallet remembers Pope John Paul II. Hi, my name's Mark Mallet. My memory of John Paul II goes back a few years ago when I was invited to Rome to sing for a concert to honor the Holy Father after he'd passed away. And I remember during the warm-ups feeling completely out of place. There was so much talent there. That I just I remember going for a walk outside and feeling I was totally out of place. 
And during that time, I walked when I was walking outside, I heard in my heart what I felt was the Holy Father saying to me, I want to, you to meet my friends. And so when I went back inside, all of a sudden, um, I got that, to the stage, and, and one of the producers pushed me up towards the front, and there I was suddenly singing in front of all this thousand people and beside the papal nuncio and, um, and, and many of the friends who he had, he had um, made over the years. The next morning, I remember going to the tomb of John Paul II and just praying there. And when I looked up, I realized I was praying beside one of the nuns who had actually served him food. Uh, later on that morning, I, I went outside into the St. Peter's Square, and I looked up and I recognized this young man standing there. And uh, I realized it was Pyotr Adamczyk, who was the uh, actor who played uh, Carol, a man who became Pope. And he recognized me from the concert the night before, and so we just embraced each other and but then um, about an hour later, uh, I went into the papal hall where there was a private audience with the Holy Father, Pope Benedict, and I was sitting right at the back. But all of a sudden, the priest who had organized the concert the night before saw me at the back, and he led me all the way to the front, to the third row. And as it turned out, that was those first three rows were the rows that were to meet the Holy Father, Cardinal Ratzinger, um, or Pope Benedict, I should say, uh, at the end of his meeting or his talk that day. And after I'd met the Holy Father, um, kissed his ring, and uh, I gave him a, a song that I had written for Pope John Paul II, I turned around and there was Cardinal Stanislav, who um, was the cardinal who was Pope John Paul II's uh, secretary. And so here I'd met all these incredible friends of Pope John Paul II, and the great honor for me, of course, was give, presenting to Pope Benedict my song that I had written for Pope John Paul II, and it's called Song for Carol. Caro, Caro Wojtyła How the world needs the way you showed us And our hearts now see in the darkness A light to follow in your life You gave us Jesus, Jesus the way Light of the world and hope for our day. Caro, caro Wojtyła, how the world needs the truth you taught us. And our hearts now drink of your words that flowed within. Setting us free You gave us Jesus Jesus the truth Salt of the earth Love that we Oh, 
Was Mark Mallett's song for Carol. You've been listening to a special edition of Salt and Light Radio, but that's all the time we have. Check out our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>